Welcome back to another episode of the Get Over It podcast. I am your host, Dr. Christopher Fasano. Just a reminder, visit podcast.overit.com for more information about this show and the studio that produces this show. You can also find the previous episodes of this show there. The easiest way to get these episodes delivered right to your device is to subscribe on your favorite pod player, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. Leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Tell your friends. You can also watch these episodes on YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel. So let's get into today's episode. We're here with Tim Walton, founder of Paladin Media. Tim, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. So, all right. So why don't we start with what you do now. Tell us a little bit about Paladin Media, um, you know, its its mission, its goal, and then we can, you know, kind of go back to see how your journey was from where you started to get there. Sure. So uh, Paladin Media is a uh, efficient solution for social media marketing for small businesses in the 518 and beyond. Okay. Um, I uh, created this company uh, about a year and a half ago, and it's just blossomed. Okay. So the 518 being the Albany area, I just remind people if they're listening to this show that might not be from this area, are you exclusive working with people in this area? Or if someone from Texas is listening to the show and looking for help, are you? can you help them out as well? Yes, I can help uh, anyone pretty much anywhere. I built Paladin Media to be completely remote as, po- as much as possible, and we are a, a great solution. Okay. So... In the world of, of social media, which we know here, you know, over it as a marketing agency, anyone in the game of marketing knows that social media is essential to your brand, to your presence online. Um, I'm curious how you got into that game. Take me back to to a younger a younger Tim, if you will. You look like a young guy. I'm, I mean, I grew up in a time where social media did not exist, so I got into it just because it was cool and then realized and leveraged it now for the power of business. How did you get into the, to that world? Tell me a little bit about that journey. So I got into social media about five years ago, uh, starting my first official social media uh, influencing account called Tim's NY Kitchen. Okay. And I would go around, I would go around to restaurants anyway, just, you know, because I enjoy food. you're a foodie. Yep. Yeah, I'm a foodie. Same. And I would actually make uh, recipes out of my home kitchen in the beginning. Okay. And then uh, as I was going around to restaurants, I'm like, hey. You know, there's a need to showcase restaurants in where I'm, my hometown, Schenectady, okay. and in the capital region. Okay. So then I started uh, posting photos, and I started catching on a following. And uh, during my full-time job, I was consistent and constantly um, posting stuff, and uh, I gathered a following over time. So I was always interested in people that take to social media you know, to, to do something like that. Right. Like, I always think, like, is it... And then you meet them in person. So is it like, was it, a re- was it a reflection of your personality? Were you always the type to want to engage with other people? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or, or is, it, was it, is that not your personality at all? Sometimes I find it's the opposite. People are, some people who are really, really big out on social, when you, when you meet them and they tell you, no, I hate being around people. I hate being out in public, but that's my outlet to do that. So which one was that for you? I'm curious. Um, you, I love being around people. Okay. I love networking. I love... Uh, different walks of life, okay. um, learning people's stories. I've always been uh, a people person. Okay. You know, just walk up at anybody, strike up a conversation. Okay, so it was a natural thing then for you to do. Yeah, pretty much just natural. So, so you said that 
the um, say it again. The handle for that kitchen. It's uh, Tim's NY Kitchen. Okay, so you said recipes. I'm just curious because I'm a big I'm a big cook. Okay, so you had started it with make, creating your own recipes and then posting them, or you got you went around got inspiration and then did it. How what what was the so in the beginning uh, I would post my own recipes and I I've been cooking for a long time since a young age. I grew up in a household with my mother and okay. grandmother, okay. and uh, they taught me how to cook. And I have had, I have a very diverse family, okay. and grew up in a very diverse neighborhood. Okay. So all those things compounded led me to learn different recipes okay. from different cultures, and I just enjoyed cooking. Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Hamilton Hill in Schenectady. It's a neighborhood. Okay, in Schenectady. so you're from Schenectady, New York. Correct. Okay. All right. So, and talk to me a little about that that diversity in your family. What is your the background of your family? Where Where are you guys from? Are you born here? You have like you know I'm an Italian American. What is your What is your roots? I'm a of mixed background, mixed race background. Okay. So um, I grew up. I was born in Schenectady. Um, so like my mother's side were uh, African American. Uh, we have actually Mohawk in us. Okay. And um, my father's side, uh, Polish and Irish. Okay. So that I'm, where I'm going with that is like with cuisine, it sounds like there's a lot of different influence. So like, what did right. did you have? Do you have like a? Is there a certain type of uh, meal you cook best? Or is there a certain type of cuisine you cook best? Or do you have like these secret family recipes or things like that? Or is it so the best? Well, one of the best things that strikes that comes to mind is my fried chicken. Okay, I make I an excellent fried, fried chicken. chicken. Man. I love fried chicken. It's one of my most favorite things. Yeah, I take my time with it. Show the love, cast iron skillet. That's how you the whole do it. Cast iron skillet's the best. Yeah. Nice, yes. like seasoned cast iron skillet is the best. Right, right. So, so then you took to social. You did that, and then you went out. You go. You like food. You go out to restaurants, and so that just caught on. You, you said like people just started following, and people were like, "Hey, this is a cool concept." Did you have to get buy-in from restaurants? Were they okay with that? Like, how did that work? Were they all right with you just coming in and then writing about them? I'm sure they get they get you know some free sort of promotion in that way, right? Yeah, but uh, at first, uh, the restaurants didn't even know. I would just come in just as a patron in the beginning. I see. And I would just take food photos and write about it, and then it caught on and caught on. And, like, somebody told me a story last week. Um, He was, his name, uh, well, he's a bartender, and... He said uh, he was talking to his staff when, I, when he first learned of me and said, who is this guy? Who's this near a kitchen? Who is this guy that keeps posting our stuff? <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and it's funny that you mentioned that. He were, him and I were talking about it last week. Um, but uh, after a while, um, That's funny. You know, it just caught on. And uh, I was actually on the cover of uh, Discover Schenectady's Tourism Guide. Okay. Uh, two years ago. That's cool. So do you get restaurants, they reach out to you now or no? Is it just more like wherever you're going to go? I mean, you still actively doing this even with the business or no? Do you have this still active? Uh, yes, the account is still active. I've just started getting into it more again because okay. I'm balancing so sure, many things of course. Of between course. Um, the Tim's New York Kitchen, Paladin Media. I have so many Facebook groups that I manage and right. admin. So, so let's talk about that a little bit. So you start, this is your first foray into so what we call like sort of influence mar- influencer marketing or getting on social and doing this. So then you, you think this is a cool concept. This is working for me. You start other ones. Is that what you do? Or what's your next step here? This is before you launch the company. So how do you start growing this, this sort of new passion of yours? So I started growing it. Um, I was laid off my job. Okay. Uh, because of COVID. Okay. So that actually pushed me. I wanted to start my own business, but that actually pushed me. And what was that job? What were you doing previously? Was oh. it marketing or no, no? No, I'm the former assistant director of IT for Proctors. Okay, so that's com- that's a completely different right, situation. Right. Okay, so you're not a trained marketer, if you will. Correct. Okay, all right. You just 
got into it. By, I just got into it and okay. I learned over time okay. what works, what doesn't work. See, and I'm still learning every day. This is something that comes out a lot when I talk to people on this show is that we talked about a little before we started, you know, you ask someone like, and this is like for kids that might be listening, what did you go for school for? Right. Where did you go right after that? And then where are you now? And oftentimes they don't really match up. Right. And, right. and that's okay. And that's the way life works. So, so you get laid off, which is obviously an unfortunate situation, but right. for you, you recognize an opportunity. Correct. So what do you do with that opportunity? Tell me a little bit about what happens there. So uh, when I uh, had the opportunity to start my business, I started it. Um, I was fortunate enough to, one month in to get my first client, a construction company okay. that I actively uh, posts for under behalf okay. uh, weekly. And then it just started happening. So then I got into uh, a restaurant because of Tim's right. Kitchen. Yep. That's my big powerhouse, yep. wheelhouse. Um, I managed a social media account for a wagon train barbecue. Okay. Um, and uh, they're based out of Rotterdam. And then um, so on and so on. And then now I'm up to uh, 10 clients in the okay. capital region. Okay. And um, I also do web design too based on my on IT, your background. IT background. So you put it all together really. Right. So, so you go from, you know, doing this on your own, you, on your sort of, you know, you're going into these restaurants, which is a really cool concept. Then you get into now launching a business and you're doing it for other people. Talk to me about the differences there and like some of the challenges, because now, you know, people are paying you for this. Um, you're managing multiple different things. So talk to me about learning that. And you, you, you're, you've never, you didn't own your own business before, I assume? No. So you have your own business now. So tell me a little about some of those challenges that you've started to face and learn how you got through some of those. Uh, some of the challenges were uh, time management in the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, just managing your time effectively. Like I was a, uh, a former assistant director of IT, so I, I know how to direct things and manage things, but time management on your own and knowing when to stop. Yeah. What I mean by that is because since you're working for yourself, you don't know when to take a break. Correct. Or you have to remind yourself right. you to take a break. You can work all night and do it, do it, do right. it, do it, right. Right, so that's that's a big challenge and I still struggle with, with that today. Okay, um, but, but what about launching the business? You know, people out there, they have these ideas. We find a lot, a lot of people have ideas. Many people can't put those ideas into action or turn that into a business. Did you get advice from anyone on how to start, you know, the, the nuts and bolts of a business, getting it, getting the LLC, getting all those things done? Did you, did you find that to be a really easy process or did you just learn uh, online? You learned as you went? Yeah, I learned online, learned as I went. I, went, uh, I consulted uh, some business owners that I knew, you know, picked their brains. Right. Some, some of my family members have been in business. Okay. So, right. uh, yeah, just picking people's brains and just being uh, driven and showing, like, true grit. Right. To, to, just, just, to just start do it. Yeah. So, like, a real entrepreneur just out there hustling and trying to get it, get it done, right? Right. So, tell me a little bit about you in terms of, like, you know, what's your, what's your team? Is it just you primarily? Do you have some people helping you out? Uh, we are, myself, including two people. So, we're up to uh, three people on the team. Okay. And what about sales, which are like, how are you out there trying to find new clients? Is it just your presence online that you do so well, gets you out and known? Are you like, how, what is your method for trying to attract new people in? I really don't have a salesperson per se. It's more of my reputation yep. and just uh, networking at events. Okay. I do, I, uh, through uh, some of my groups, I do, I host a lot of events Okay. and just being around people and, 
you know, um, network marketing is some of the best marketing and word of mouth advertising is the okay. best. All right. And what about through, through COVID and everything with those events? Has it changed? Are you all online or these, do you have like these virtual events? What does that look like? So during COVID, I did not have uh, events okay. during the pandemic, okay. but prior, right before COVID hit, okay. I had events. And those events, what did they look like? What, what, what were they? You just had like, was it a networking event? Is that really what it yeah, was? Yeah, networking and uh, fundraising events. So okay. um, I'm talking in particular to one of my Facebook groups, 518 Brews. Okay. It's all about uh, craft beer and supporting New York State craft beer in okay. the 518. Okay. And um, we host 518 Brews socials. Okay. And each time we host a 518 Brews social, uh, there's a charitable, comp- charitable component. Okay. And uh, like, for instance, like maybe a dollar per pint sold goes to a cause. Okay. And uh, I've always been an advocate and a supporter of many organizations. Okay. And um, I figure, why not do some good? So you're a local guy supporting local still, right. sounds like, right? Right. Um, tell me, let's shift a little bit and talk a little just about social media marketing in general. Um, as someone that's in the world of marketing, you know, what we know, we, we know obviously the importance, but I don't think you know, maybe do people do appreciate it, but it's not as simple as people think to just manage social media accounts because the key, at least we find, you can tell me if I'm wrong or you can talk to me about a little more is consistency on the platforms is really important. People want to know that when they're going to go to your account or they're going to see it, it's new, it's got fresh content. So tell me a little bit about this, you know, the world of social media uh, marketing right now, some of the trends, some of the things you're seeing and what you think are some of the important things when you have a brand and you need to be out on social. Um, some of the things that are trending, like Facebook groups came out of nowhere. They, they, they were here, but they weren't as popular as they are now. Um, Reels on Instagram. Okay. Uh, they're becoming more popular and Instagram, the CEO said, we're getting away. We're not just in uh, image platform, uh, photo platform, or more than that. Yeah. So that's changed. Uh, the al- algorithms have changed. Yeah. You have to keep up with that. Um, what about video versus photo? I mean, where do you and do you produce the content for your clients, or they give you the content and you just manage the posts? Uh, they give me the content and man- I, uh, we manage the posts. Okay. Do you do you analyze the metrics and everything for them? Do you know what I mean, or is that or, or are you just putting that up? Are you talking with them about what seems to be working? Yes. Okay. All right. So do you see any trends or anything that you feel like works better? Like our videos doing, we know videos do better than images. Do do you see any of that particular types of content? Well, yeah, videos uh, definitely do better than uh, photos, but but it depends on the photo too. That's that's true, right? It depends on what the image is. Yeah. And and what the subject matter is as well. Now, what about what about TikTok? Do you include that in your platforms yet for for clients? No, not yet. But I'm like thinking about creating a TikTok. Um, you know, it's becoming very popular, and um, when I find the time to get into it, I'll lay into TikTok. Yeah, I, I, we're we're just starting to put you know that into the ears of our clients. Now, I think it depends really on the type of business that you have. That's true, right? And and what that is. I think the important the the key though is trying to stay ahead of the of what's going on and trying to be current in the technology, right? Do you find that to be a challenge? Do you see things changing so fast and trying to keep up is difficult? No, not really, because uh, social media, as far as that aspect goes, is similar to IT. IT constantly changes. So I'm, I'm used to ch- changing things that, well, things that change rapidly. And uh, being that I have an IT background also, um, I, I spent a lot of screen time 
So it's basically the same, it's not the same, but I'm on the screen constantly the same way I would be on the screen constantly with okay. IT. All right. And so you're in this game now, so you have this business. It's been, I think you said a year and a half it's been going, Correct. right? So are you, do you feel like you're in a good place in your life with this business? You know, like through, you had, you were, you're working as an IT guy and then, you know, pandemic happened and now you're here. Do you feel like that was supposed to happen now looking back and you're supposed to be here? Or do you feel like this is some sort of like a transient thing getting you to your next place or this is it for you and you're going to go all in on this and just keep growing this? I'm going all in on it. I'm going to keep rowing. It's been a blessing in disguise. Um, yeah, I'm lucky and fortunate to be able to have my own business and to spring something positive out of a negative situation. So talk, I want to talk about that if you, if you wouldn't mind, because I think this is one of the, one of the key things. I think that in life, there's a lot of a lot. I always say life is a perpetual rainstorm, but there's always rain and you have an umbrella and sometimes the umbrella works. Most of the time it's broken or the wind catches it and it's rain. And then the sun comes out and the sun's out for less time than it rains in life. And when that sun is out, you have to capitalize on that nice weather because if you don't, the rain's just going to come back and get you. So like the sun, you went through a rain, a big rainstorm, but you found some cover and you found a little bit of sun and you ran with it. So I want to talk about that a little bit and maybe to the people that are, that are thinking about that, you know, what it's like to find positive and negative. Did you, you know, does it, were you waiting for that little bit of sun or as soon as it happened, you started searching for it? I'm just trying to get a little bit into the process of what made you say, you know what, I'm going for this right now. Uh, part of part of it was waiting for the sun. Uh, so you always kind of felt something. Yeah, I felt like I wasn't in the right position where, where I wanted to be. Um, my dream has always been to travel and see okay. things. And part of my company is I have the ability to uh, work remotely, and now I have the chance to travel more. I see. Okay, so that's great. Yeah, exactly. So, and and you can do this from anywhere you want, right? Right. Correct. So you you always sort of felt like there was something else that you should be doing, and you took to this outlet with with the kitchen idea as a way to sort of get get you that feel, right? To get get something correct. going in you. I think a lot of entrepreneurs and people with ideas and do it this way. They have what they have, like a day job. And then at night, they're doing something else, right? Or they're, they're like, you know, I podcast forever. I've been podcasting for a decade. And I always had, that was never, ever my primary job. I would do it at night. And, you know, most of the time it wasn't for money. I just did it because I liked it. Right. But I knew I was good at it and I knew that it was, a, it was fun for me and I could contribute. But I always was one waiting, you know, m- most people are, are, some people can be like, you know what? I'm quitting my day job. Even though it's a steady gig and gives me gives me a salary, I'm going to quit it and I'm going to go all in on that. But that's not the majority. The majority of people do that, and people would argue that's not the smartest thing to do, right? Because if you have a, you have a job, pays you, pays the rent, you have a family to take care of, right? But the but one of the things people, the advice I always got was just do it, keep it going, and wait for the opportunity. You know, do it and do it, and get it to a point where the transition is easier, if you will. In your case, you were forced to make that. You, to make you, you were forced make, to make the, the decision, but you had it going, right? Do you think right. that if COVID didn't happen, would you still be where you are? Maybe not right now, but you do you think you would have eventually gotten to where you are now? I think I would probably still be where I was. Be, yeah, be where I was at uh, my old position because 
uh, COVID actually gave me that leap. So you don't think you would have, you, you don't know if you would have been able to take it, but you, but you still would have been doing your, the kitchen, you still yeah, would have been doing yeah. these groups. So who knows where it would have went down the line, right? Right, right. So like um, maybe uh, this, well, this pandemic gave me the confidence to just to go all in. Okay. And so with that, like you mentioned, you love travel. Um, you mentioned that you're going on a, on a trip, a pretty, pretty in-depth trip. So talk right. us about the trip and what inspired this, this journey you're about to go on. Um, I've, I've always loved to, to uh, travel. And um, what inspired the trip is that uh, I just, I'm a, a goal seeker and I've been to a lot of states, but I want to knock off 50 states. So this is within the U.S. travel? Within the U.S. Okay. travel. But I am not going to go to Alaska or Hawaii. But at, by the end of this trip, I aim to uh, visit, well, have visited 48 states. So how many of the states are you covering on this trip? Uh, You're gonna do- 30 plus, like 32. 32. 32 in about a three to four month period. And where? What's the route you think you're going to take? Do you have it planned? Or I'm still just- I'm still planning it okay. out. Um, it's going to be a, a loose plan because maybe you know I want to stay somewhere you like a little some longer. Yeah. Yep. Right. Do you have like a favorite something you're really looking forward to, like a place that you've been dying to get to, or something like that? Uh, I want to. I'm excited to go back to Chicago because I, I love Chicago. Chicago. Me too. A lot. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm excited to go visit family in uh, California. Okay. We'll see them again. I'm just lucky and fortunate to have a bunch of friends and family spread out throughout the country, whereas I can stop and visit uh, them in my travels. Plus, I want to check out a whole bunch of uh, eateries and uh, breweries along yeah. the way. So you're now see how this works out. You can do this now because you're not tied to a desk and a job that requires you to be here nine to five because you can do your job from anywhere. You can travel around, right? Right, so right. So that's the added, that's the benefit of that leap that you took. It's right. one of the benefits, right? Yeah, and how this started, um, me wanting to travel, is uh, one day I came home from a trip visiting my cousin uh, who lives in L.A., and I had a heart-to-heart with myself. I was sitting on my front porch, just relaxing, and I said, what would I like to do for the rest of my life if I could do it? Be honest with yourself, Tim. What would you like to do? And the answer kept coming to me, eat, drink, and travel. So I set myself behind the scenes to set my life up in that position where I'm able to eat, drink, and travel. So when was this? When did you have this heart-to-heart? When was this? When was this? Was this like uh, recently? Was this, this four, was, like four and a half years ago. So this was before you launched the company? This yeah, before was, I launched was, the company. Okay. So that really was like your get-over-it moment. When yeah. we look for your get-over-it moment, that was it. Yeah, that so was you, my aha. Uh-huh. That, that was your moment where you were like what I, I call your self-aware moment where you're like, a lot of people don't have this moment where they sit there and they talk to themselves and they say, what do I really want to be? And so then from that point on, you sort of, you knew, and now you're starting to see that, what, almost five years later, you're it, starting to see it come to fruition. So that must be an awesome feeling. Yeah, right? it's a wonderful feeling. And this was a friend that was out in California? No, my uh, family member, my cousin. Family member, okay, your cousin. So you're going to make your way out to see your cousin in this trip? Yes. Yeah, so, so it'll come full circle, literally. Like right. you went there, you came home, now you're going to go back and be like, I'm here. I'm doing exactly what what inspired me when I came back. Right, that's right. awesome. It's gonna be that's, so much fun. Yeah, that's yeah. really really cool. So, are you gonna be? I'm assume I'm sure you're you're a social media guy. You're gonna be documenting this on social media, and you're gonna be Correct. posting about it. Correct. Is it gonna be on a, a personal account? Or are you gonna do it through, through some of your groups? Or how's how's uh, that gonna work? I'm going to mix up uh, food and landmarks on my Tim's Near Kitchen social media. Okay. And uh, on my Five One Eight Brews Facebook group, I'll post um, some stuff here and there, like breweries that. 
that I visit. Okay. So I'm going to make some content between my platforms. Okay. Do you get some sort of like street cred when you go into restaurants? Do they like, or you know what I mean? Like, do you, can you say like, Hey, I have this account. I'm coming in and do they hook it up at all or no? Have you ever tried to Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They do? All the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do they do? They give you like, do they give you a free meal? Do they give you like something else or do they give you a good seat? Like, what do you get? What are some perks? Um, so, uh, my thing is I, I don't label myself as a critic. Right. I label myself as uh, not a critic, just having fun. Just like an enthusiast or someone. I right. love food. Yeah. Right. So uh, I'll get invited in and uh, they'll give me more than likely free food. And I like to interview and uh, talk to the restaurant owner or chef. And if I see something or there's something that I dislike, I don't really talk about it. Right. You're I, not I, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So like I would you know, tell them face to face instead, you know, right. like, Hey, I didn't like You're this. You're not going to blow them up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, you yeah. should change this, you know, yeah. give like yeah. kind suggestions. Sure. Yeah. But am I right? No, nobody's hundred percent right. Right. It's just your opinion. It's just what you think. Correct. So you're going in there with video, I assume too, right? You're, you're got camera video at times. Okay. And, uh, mostly photos, but I'm getting more into video. Okay. All right. Do you, do you, do people like when you, what do you, do you have it set up on the table or something? Like what's your, what's your setup? Like, do you know what I mean? If you were going to film yourself at the table in a restaurant, are you just taking it out or do you leave it up and film yourself? Oh, I'll leave it up and film myself or use a selfie so people stick for like stuff. look at you like, what is this guy doing? Yeah, like, I'm over it now. <laughs> yeah, right. You are. Yeah, I don't, I don't really care. Like right. I, I'm that's very confident. Do. Right. That's what you, you know, do. I've been doing this for years. So right. so that, that, that's cool. Like, so what? Look at me. So, so, so you, pl- you pick the places you want to go and then you find restaurants within those areas and you go try them out or do you do it the other way around? Do you let the food guide the journey or the journey and then the food follows along? A little bit of both. A little bit of both. Yeah, a little bit of both. So you have like restaurants in mind that you want, want to try and right. you make sure you make your way there. Right. All right. Any particular types of food that you love that you got to try that you really, really like, you know, because some are indigenous to certain states that I, that would be ideal. Like Texas, right. you know, if you like barbecue, like that's the jam. Yeah, like like first, yeah, Texas barbecue, uh, like um, L.A. All the the Mexican scene, tacos. Yeah, same in Texas. There's a yes. huge Mexican scene, yeah. Mexican food scene. Yeah. Um, uh, I've been to Chicago a number of times. I, I talk about it because uh, you know I've like, tried many of their staples. I've tried like seven deep dish pizzas. I've been to Philly. I've tried like What's different. What's your stance states. on a deep dish? Are you a deep dish guy? Uh, I'm not a deep dish guy. I I love deep dish, but my favorite Chicago pizza is Pequod's Pizza, and it's a it's kind of like a mix between a deep dish and a Detroit style pizza. What's a Detroit style pizza? A Detroit style pizza is like square. Okay. Um, and crusty it's, is it like crusty? It has like a cheese halo. Okay. Like a crispy mozzarella cheese halo mm, on the outside. Real good. But Pequod's has the same thing, but in a pan. So it's like a, a pan pizza. It's like a hybrid between. Um, a Chicago style deep dish and a Detroit. Pequod's is the name of the restaurant. Pequod's, yeah, yeah. Pequod's, okay. Yeah, All right. yeah. Um, that's in Chicago. If if people people are listening to this and they might find themselves in a similar situation, a situation that is where they're in their job, their nine to five, but they have a side gig or a side hustle, and they haven't had that conversation with themselves yet, like you had. What is some advice you could offer to someone who's there, who's was in your position, you know, not, not thinking they might ever be able to capitalize and get there? Do you have any advice for them on what's the first step to realizing that sort of dream or that inspiration that they have? Uh, for one, don't think it's impossible. Um, you're going to have good days. You're going to have terrible days. Uh, you're going to have days where everything's like just 
you know, perfect, everything's going well, and then you're gonna have critics and you're gonna have haters along the way. Um, but then you have to learn to brush yourself off, you know, and uh, look at the positive and find the people in your life who are supportive and the businesses who are supportive of you. And um, just, you know, don't quit your job right away, but just slowly work on it and see where it goes, see how it manifests and just keep keep going and going and to get to a comfortable position or an opportunity, capitalize on it. And then go it. for it. Right, because my big thing is I don't want to look back when I'm old and have regret. Right. You know? Right. Like I'd say, I wish I did this or I wish I had did that. Right. And in those times where you said where there were good times and then there were those, those darker, those bad times, what were some of the things that helped you get through that? You mentioned like family and friends. Was it mainly family like support that helped you get through that? Yeah, family and friends yeah. Uh, predominantly. Yeah. Um, just and they helped you just stay on track and and just say, hey, Tim, like keep going, man, you got it. Like, is that what yeah, it was? Just it, that reinforcement? Yeah, that reinforcement. And uh, and you find out who, especially in hard times, who your true friends are and uh, who your so-called associates are. Yeah. Like this, yeah. You know, I'm sure a lot of business people have went through the same thing. Yeah. And so you you were you are a local guy started started a local gig that was in the in the locale in the local where you live and now you're about to get on the road and expand to outside of your locale to see the rest of the country right. and bring what you have done here locally out and about. I think that's a pretty cool story and it really demonstrates like though that 5 year ago four and a half year ago moment with yourself, your get over it moment, yeah. how that really has pushed you and now you're on that path. That's a really cool story, man. I'm, I'm really, really happy to hear that it's thanks working so out much. for you. Thanks so much. So Tim, thanks so much for joining the show, man. For everyone out there listening, for more information about Tim and his business and all the things we talked about today, they'll be right there in the show notes. And if you want to show your support, we'd appreciate leaving a review or subscribing to your favorite pod player. 